Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's up, and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm Yo Olegazzo, and I'm here with McKay Westbrook. Today, we have two guests on the show today. Zane Fahimula, he's a contributor to The Refrigerator, where they create digital content centered around the Lakers. He's also done some graphic design work at SB Nation, Silver Screen and Roll, and, and uh, Laker Film Room. And we've also got uh, Lakers fanatic and aspiring future Lakers public announcer, uh, <laughs> Giovanni Lim. Uh, he, he also recently debated a Bucks superfan on race to the 2020 Kia NBA MVP on NBA TV. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having us. Yo, yeah, thank you for having us. Hey guys, uh, so, um, you know, tell us a little about yourself, uh, uh, Giovanni, so that, uh, that, uh, uh, we were talking about this offline here, but the, you, you debated a Buck super fan on, on TV, uh, uh, about, uh, I'm assuming that you were, you, you rooted for LeBron winning that MVP. We were just talking about how Giannis just got eliminated here. I don't know if the NBA can afford to, uh, to give this guy um the mvp now (laughs) oh Oh, yeah um yeah you know what uh that was a that was a pretty cool thing to do to be able to uh debate uh buck super fan i mean uh, a little bit about myself i've been a lakers fan for what 32 years now and uh i'm a season ticket holder with the lakers for about six years so i have a good relationship with the season ticket department so uh, apparently uh, the backstory to being chosen to be able to debate this uh, Buck superfan was um, the NBA TV guys were, were coming up with this segment late Friday night that they want to pit uh, a superfan from the Lakers and from the Bucks, but they needed to scramble and figure out how they could get in touch with both teams and, you know, who, who they could get uh, to, to film the segment. So I got a call uh, late night on Friday. Uh, I almost didn't answer it because the phone call actually said, um, what, do you, what do you call it? Like it's a private call. So I thought it was a telemarketer, but luckily I had nothing to do. I answered it and it was my season ticket department. And they were just asking me, hey, sorry, this is so last minute, but you know, they explained it to me. Um, there's going to be a debate. They're looking for a fan uh, to debate on Skype uh, regarding the MVP race. So. Uh, obviously, uh, I wasn't going to turn that down. I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then after uh, <laughs> I hung up the phone, uh, because this uh, segment was going to be taped uh, on a Monday, and this was late Friday night, uh, after I hung up the phone, uh, that's when I started getting nervous. I started thinking, 
man, is this a setup? Uh, who am I, who am I going to get matched up against uh, when I show up on Monday? Am I going to be embarrassed on TV? Am I ever going to be able to show my face at Staples again if I screw <laughs> this up? So I, I was nervous. I said, oh, what am I going to talk about? And uh, yeah, so uh, it was like studying for like a finals exam or an interview. Job interview. And, uh, so yeah, uh, and then uh, I was able to do the segment. And um, yeah, it, it was it was great. I, I'm, I'm glad the, uh, the guy ran out of things to say and I, I just kept talking my head There we go. <laughs> uh, pays it to be able to talk sometimes <laughs> yeah so zane but, you, uh, so you do a little bit of uh uh you said that uh, um you know you I, I said that you were part of this group called the refrigerator tell us yeah. a little bit about, about that group there yes yeah, it's, it's uh three of us it's uh just comprised of me and my cousins and we we had this idea back in like 2017 but our schedule just got like crazy busy but then like 2020, you know, with everything going on with the pandemic and now the bubble, we're just like, all right, let's just sit down and do this. Mm-hmm. And this is, we're just making like, I mean, I'm just doing what I did back for like a uh, silver screen roll here, just on like the graphics or videos just related to the Lakers, just trying to get stuff out there for people to enjoy. Nice, nice. No, I mean, we I've, we follow you on, on Instagram and on Twitter. So yeah. I've seen a few of your stuff and shared it. So it's good content. You guys should follow them. Yeah. Um, but hey, man, good, good to have you guys on the, the show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but I might have to sign this apology to Rondo form. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit here. <laughs> Telling McKay that earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> just... that's right. I knew, I knew it was going to happen too. <laughs> Man, dude, uh, you've been killing it. But let's 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 save that. Let's save that uh, conversation there. But uh, like I said, we're in today's show though. Um, we we want to discuss on our first segment, game one, uh, and then uh, you know sort of what went wrong there, and then game two and three, and then the following segment and talk about what uh, the Lakers did differently and, and uh, what we did to kind of bounce back um, and take this two, one lead uh, over the Houston Rockets. But for now, let's all uh, take a quick break. So stay tuned and we'll see you soon. Hey, welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm here with McKay Westbrook, Zane, and Giovanni. Uh, on, on this segment of the show, I really wanted to uh, kind of quickly break down what happened in game one. I think this is a good story. Like I said, we, we took a 2-1 lead, uh, but uh, we struggled in game one. Um, so, you know, game one, let, let's talk a little bit about what uh, what happened there. Would you, would you guys... I uh, think of game one and, and how, what, how, how did the Lakers, you know, lose this game? Well, in my opinion, I, I thought, uh, I mean, just like with everyone else, uh, what they were thinking <laughs> and I have to sign that, uh, Rondo apology form now, but, uh, I thought with Rondo playing that many minutes and trying to get him involved in that offense, uh, really threw the Lakers off. Uh, their flow was just not there. 
and uh, it just seemed like they were funky the whole night. They couldn't get their rhythm going. Yeah, I I, I I agree. There there wasn't a whole lot um, going right that night. Right. Uh, <laughs> I I I feel like it's been um, I don't know. The the Lakers have a hard time um, figuring things out uh, when when they first get pitted up against these teams, it feels like the same thing kind of happened in game one against Portland. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I think also the introduction of Rondo was a little bit weird for them. They, they had to get used to that new dynamic, especially since he hadn't played with them since before the whole uh, coronavirus thing. Right, and since March. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, they had some lapses defensively. Uh, I feel like, the the coaching staff has was was a big part of the difference between games one and and two and three you know they were able to sit them down um talk with them about the different things that they they saw going wrong and how they could best match up that's right i mean jason kidd uh they kept talking about how he wasn't on the sidelines for game one also and uh that was in the back of my mind too i was wondering if uh, him not being there also played into that whole uh, aspect of them not being in that rhythm or getting out of those uh, bad stretches. Yeah, I feel like like everything in game one that could go wrong went wrong with just like not taking <laughs> yeah. care of the ball, not making shots, and especially against this like, like high offense Rockets team, like you need to make your mm-hmm. shots, you need to go like – so yeah, it was just like a combination of just all those small things that were controllable that just led to their downfall in game one. Right, I, I agree with all with all your points. I think they the Lakers kind of looked, they, I don't know, they 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 looked completely unprepared, honestly. Um, and uh, uh, there were a lot of you know, Houston does a lot of driving kicks. You know, they'll get Harden or or, or uh, Westbrook driving to the rim and then bail and throw it out to the third yeah. to, to the corner to make the three or whatever um and that was you know uh, we just couldn't protect that for some reason um there was uh, it seems like there there was uh just like a, a generic regular season game plan to beat the houston rockets but not like a playoff one where they you know yeah. they had uh, I mean, granted, they only had two days to figure out who this yeah. team was going to be, who they were going to play. Um, but, uh, um, you know, they had lots of time. They had like six days to, yeah. <laughs> to kind of take a oh, break. Yeah. And even LeBron was saying that um, in film, like, he didn't realize how fast they were. Like, it didn't show in the film. That, so right. That was, that was part of it, That's too. Right. 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 Yeah, um, you you would think uh... – um, after the Rockets went to Game Seven, that Harden and Westbrook's legs would have been gone, but they combined yeah. to score what over sixty points, I think, together. I mean, yeah. And the Lakers had all that rest, so yeah, they're they're running them up and down for sure. Right. I feel like we didn't. Uh, um, there were a lot of defensive miscommunications, <laughs> and. <laughs> Just you know, just they seem confused. There were some bad double team, bad rotations, just all, all around. And then, of course, you know, um, it just seemed like LeBron and AD weren't able to dominate as they they um, should be doing. You know, um, but I think that uh, 
you know, yeah. the, I think I think game. in part in part was that was like LeBron sharing with Rondo. It just like eliminated any spacing. Like you saw the paint was jammed. LeBron couldn't like drive in and just do his thing. So I, that was part of the problem too. But we saw in these past two games that Rondo has been on one. No, oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree that that was one of the the uh, the problems there was spacing. You you even saw LeBron, um, you know, yelling out, "There's no spacing! There's no spacing!" <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, with the, with no crowds, you can just hear him and you can see him <laughs> say it, man. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, uh, trying to incorporate all that in there, no spacing. That I could kill the profit <laughs> easily. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, you know, overall, I think game game one was a bad game. And um, obviously, we lost that game. But uh, um, let's let's take another break here. I, I want to after the break, I want to come when we come back, I want to talk about the Lakers response in game two and three here. Um, and you know what the what the Lakers did differently. So um, let's take a break. And we'll talk to you in a minute. Hi, this is Yoel Legazzo. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating or review. We would appreciate it. It'll go a long way to help us to continue to do what we're doing. Your support means a lot to us. We're also on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Come interact with us and join us as we journey with the Lakers on the road to number 17. If you'd like to be updated on the most recent Lakers news, follow us on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop, where we'll give you daily scoop on all things Lakers. Again, thanks for your support. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm here with McKay, Zane, and Giovanni. And on this segment of the show, I want to discuss, um, you know, game two and three, our response and what the Lakers uh, did differently um, to get us these two back-to-back wins. Um, There's a stat out there that, you know, this is Houston's first and second lost, um, you know, when they were shooting 40% or better from the three and and they were 16 and zero in this season. And now they're 16 and two. Um, But uh, uh, you you know, uh, your, your thoughts here. uh, What did you, what did you think that the Lakers did differently in games two and three? Um, I, I think uh, there were, there were several things that they did a lot better Um, game two. They obviously shut down Russell Westbrook um, LBJ, he just got in there and he manhandled him. He just was constantly like on Westbrook blocking his shots. And I, I think he got in his head, you know, I, I think Russ was feeling a little bit intimidated. Um, he didn't shoot well that game. Uh, and I, I honestly think that's, that might have been the biggest reason why we won game two, because the rest of their team was, was shooting really well. Um, 
that I, I was actually surprised at, at all the threes that they're dropping and from um, so many of, of their players, you know, Daniel House, uh, Eric Gordon, um, they, they were all uh, dropping threes. And uh, I, I think LeBron James making sure he, he was on Russell Westbrook was a big part of it. And um, yeah. I, I think other than that, uh, at least for game two, well, no, for, for both game two and game three, uh, the, the role players getting involved was, was a huge part of it. In game two, Markeith Morris came and scored like 12 points in like three minutes. Um, and uh, Rondo, obviously, tonight in game three, played incredible for us. And uh, the, you know, the person who maybe might not be getting as much credit as, as some of those other guys is, is Kuzma. Um, his defense has been excellent. But the other thing that I've, I've really noticed is that he's, um, he's playing so much more efficiently on offense. He played yeah. super well off the ball tonight. Um, and he's kind of, he's assuming the correct role uh, in previous games. I, I would almost kind of, cringe when he would try to create his own <laughs> his own points off the ball you know and and, and uh, create his own shots because a lot of them were were really bad shots but um, he does a great job when when playing off the ball and he had a ton of great cuts tonight and uh, overall was very efficient yeah I think in game one where you saw a major difference in Kuzma is just in game one you saw him just standing in the corner but in two right. and three Rondo made it more of an effort to get him to cut to get him the ball in his spots and mm-hmm. just it, yeah, it was perfect I think it's the black mama jerseys what do you guys yeah yeah we we need to wear those all the time man um all no, the but, time but, but I need to get me one, actually. <laughs> um, they're super hard to get, dude. Uh, uh, let's let's. Uh, I want to talk about Rondo here. I think that he was he's been huge in game two and three. And like I said, I, I need to assign that apology <laughs> form for Rondo here. I mean, credit to to Rondo's game, man. Um, just you know with. Uh, not not you know on top of scoring you know his his playmaking and assists and his defense is which has been surprising yeah, that's you know the we, most surprising part right 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 um uh, you know we we've made fun of rondo well you know <laughs> uh, because of his defense you know and and also in his offense on the offensive side, you know, people leave him open. They're still leaving him open, but he's making, he's making shots. He's making threes, crucial threes, critical moments of the game. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, you just got to love that um, from, from Rhonda, but uh, you know, I'm going to have to sign that apology letter for uh, pretty soon here. Just waiting a little bit. One more game, maybe, maybe one more game. Give me one more playoff Rondo game. The, the funny <laughs> thing is, uh, you you guys might not have um, heard it from our earlier segments, but um, throughout the season, both Yoa and one of our other uh, co-hosts, Joseph, have given Rondo a lot of crap about his ability to play and how he's, you know, way past his prime and he he's not the playmaker he used to be. And you know that might be true to a degree, but um, I had overall been been pretty impressed with Rondo and, and saw what 
what he can do. So um, I, I feel good about not having to sign that Rondo apology letter because <laughs> I, I kind of knew what he was capable of all along. And, you know, I, I, I don't know that this will be him um, every game, but it's great to know that he can uh, step up and he's got this in him when we really need it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm happy to see him uh, come out and play the way he does. Uh, it's it's really really critical for everyone to step up. I mean, we always talk about this playoff Rondo coming out and uh, the way he's been playing games two and three, like totally erased what happened in game one. And uh, I'm pretty excited with what I'm seeing. Um, he's hitting those threes, but. You know what? I'm I'm still holding my breath every time he's out there. So, Cringy, uh, right? See the next game, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I won't lie. When he when he gets the ball and he's about to shoot a three, I I do cringe a little bit. I I still don't have the the most confidence in his three point shooting ability, especially, but uh, he definitely got it done tonight. Yeah, I think it's a problem that I'm I'm a little bit more confident in Rondo's three point shooting than Danny Green right now. <laughs> oh man that's definitely a problem <laughs> oh man let's not go let's not go down that rabbit hole <laughs> uh but i thought that uh, we did really well defensively um these last two two games um the the uh i think that uh i think it was in the the, the four the third uh, and fourth quarter, um, we let me let me look at the stat here. Um, how many how many points did we we let um, them score in the third and fourth quarter? So only only thirty eight points total. Third and fourth quarter, we allowed them to wow. score, and we outscored them. Uh, let's see, fifty one points to the thirty eight. Um, just our defense has been been incredible coming off of that half uh, the half point um, just credit to to, uh, to to Vogel honestly in this uh, and, and making uh, the the adjustments that he needed to make defend defensively for the for the team yeah I, yeah. I agree sorry go ahead oh uh, I was just saying uh, how uh how you guys were pointing out Kuzma's play, how it's been improving and, uh, and how he's been hustling. And um, especially tonight with what he was able to do off ball, right? But a little uh, known stat is that uh, Mama Kuz, this is the third time that she's been a virtual fan. Oh, yeah. The crowd. <laughs> and, and then each time she's been a virtual fan, uh, they've won. So she's 3-0 and every time she's been one of those uh, – uh, fans in the crowd and Kuzma plays a little extra harder when mama's watching. That's awesome. <laughs> you guys noticed that. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome. I, I think Kuzma had some great, great crucial plays on the fourth quarter. Uh, um, I think there was that block on, on green. Uh, um, you know, there was uh, a lot of offensive cuts that he made. Uh, that uh, uh, and, and finished in the rim and and defensively, you know, there was that one point where he um, he just put his hand up uh, and, uh, and and made a defensive play. Um, Kuzma's been big defensively. He's a, he's a I think that you know he, you know I, I consider him a, a, an above average 
uh, NBA defender now. Um, uh, he could he, he could be elite, you know. Yeah, at least in the bubble. Let's not go too far right. Right, but I I mean I think that that goes to show a lot. You know, we're in playoff time. We're in uh, yeah. in crunch time where where the defense really matters. And I I think Kuzma's done a great job of of stepping up. Um, I've been really impressed with him uh, this series, just uh, his ability to really adopt his role to, to be that great defensive player that we need him to be. I was, I was extremely impressed with the, the Lakers as a whole tonight. And um, they, they played great defense, especially um, in the second half. Uh, Out of one of the timeouts, the, the Rockets looked to, to push the pace and to speed things up and kind of take control and grab mm-hmm. that momentum. But, but the Lakers were able to get some good stops and they slowed things back down and, and brought uh, Houston back down to their pace. Um, LeBron James went and had, I, I think all four of his blocks were in the third quarter alone. Um, yeah, he he only, yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> he, they were he huge. Only, yeah. He scored only seven points in the second half. Uh, 29 came in the, in the first, but uh, defensively, he was an absolute beast. I think we did we did a lot better, you know, in the in the second half and the third game here with our fast break offense off of the defensive rebounds. I think that you know we pushed the pace uh, right when we got those rebounds and and it really got us going. Yeah, um, and I feel like that's that's huge for Rondo, who's just way better when we're pushing the pace. Mm-hmm. Like you see him in half courts, and it's just like. Sometimes it's like, what are you doing? But when he's pushing the pace, it's like amazing to watch. Right, and and I, I, I I've noticed something in Rondo here. Uh, even even in the half court offense, um, you know, during the regular season games, you know, he'd hold the ball for you know like nineteen mm-hmm. seconds, and there's mm-hmm. like six seconds left. Chuck <laughs> it to to Kuzma. And Kuzma <laughs> yeah. have to to shoot it, you know, wildly from the three. Um, but you know, he's doing. Uh, he's being very smart. I mean, you know, he has high, he has a high basketball IQ um, and, you know, he's, he's just making great, uh, great plays. Um, and uh, uh, it, it's, it's going, you know, it's going because of that, you know, uh, Rondo has been an X factor, you know, in these, in this series so far. And um, uh, you know, if he, he's, if he's doing good, then the, the, the team's doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rondo what, played 30 minutes tonight, 25 <laughs> minutes game one. Oh, really? And then, yeah, in game two, uh, Rondo had played, let's see here, 28 minutes. So the fact that they were able to incorporate him and get these Ws uh, in games two and three, you kind of get the sense that Houston is starting to lose hope. Like, you can see it in their body language, <laughs> like as if the Lakers got it yeah. together. They're, they're understanding what, what they have to do. And that seven-game series that they just went through uh, against OKC, they're just uh, their legs are getting more and more tired now. Yeah, and I feel like the thing with Houston is they can't really make like adjustments the Lakers can. Like their game is dictated by that trade they made. They cannot, you know, they're live by the three, die by the three. It's like that's it for them. (laughs) Yes. Right. Right. Man, I, I'm I'm super pumped that uh, we're up two one here. Yeah. Um, you know, Lakers have outscored the Rockets fifty seven and thirty seven in the last two of these four quarters here. Um, we're just 
we're just coming out in the fourth and, and pounding them. Um, and you know what? Houston has to beat us. Uh, you know, we're, we're in game three and they have to beat us three out of the next four games. And I don't see them doing that. And I don't see LeBron and AD, the rest of the Laker gang, um, allowing Houston to do that to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, appreciate you guys coming on. Like, I think it was a good discussion all around. Uh, I think yeah. that's it for today. Um, awesome. as we, we wind down here, um, yeah. Zane, Giovanni, do you want to put a plug on, uh, on Twitter and where we can find you guys here? Yeah. Uh, you could, uh, follow the refrigerator at refrigerator LAL, and then you could follow me on Twitter at Zane, Z-I-N underscore go, G-O-G-H, and yeah. Giovanni? Oh, for uh, for me, hey, uh, my Instagram page is public. Uh, you can find me at Giovanni Lim. Uh, just, you know, check out my photos. You can find me on Twitter uh, under Mr. G Lim, so M-R-G-L-I-M, and yeah, I'm just a super fan who likes and enjoys uh, Laker stuff, with, just like all of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks guys for 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 uh, for coming on. If yeah. you haven't, if you guys haven't already, yeah, thanks for joining, guys. Um, if you, you if you guys haven't already though, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Um, subscribe if you like this this pod today, and give us a five star review. Uh, wherever you listen to to your podcast, uh, we'd appreciate the reviews and the and the subscriptions. It'll help us continue to do what we're doing. We're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. Um, with that said, guys, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you next time. In the Admiral Refrigerator, the door is closed, the lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.